This is Margaret. Welcome to my podcast, Daily Random Thoughts. Today, let's talk about fences make good neighbors. Fences make good neighbors. Be aware this is not legal advice. Talk to your lawyer for specific conflicts. This is a gathering of facts from the information I have at hand. Recently, a neighbor behind us built a fence, a nice fence. We don't mind. Some of the neighborhood kids had been using this as a shortcut, smoking and leaving their trash. What we did notice was now that trees and bushes are on our side of the fence. One big branch is dead, and my husband had commented already a few years ago that he thought it should come down before it falls down. Was it now our problem? This is also what you were wondering about. I understand you have some tree issues. Who cleans up all those leaves in the fall? What if the tree needs to come down? Whose responsibility is it? If you own large and older trees, it's probably wise to invest in an annual inspection by a tree expert. If you are a fearful neighbor, you could do the same thing. Getting an expert's opinion could reduce uncertainty and and possibly avoid a disaster. Court decisions abound with testimony of tree experts. Sadly, usually after the damage has been done. Ownership. The basic rule is the location of the trunk. If the tree's trunk is completely on one person's property, that person owns the tree. Even if the roots have spread under a neighbor's land or the branches hang over it. When a tree straddles the property line, The common rule is it belongs to all the owners of the properties. Sometimes neighbors don't know exactly where the boundary between their properties is, so they don't know whether a tree is truly theirs, as in the case of my neighbor and the fence. Just because they built the fence there doesn't mean it's on the property line. When the boundary line can't be found from the deed property description or property records, Neighbors may agree on where they believe the property line is. Any tree or bush whose trunk straddles that agreed-upon line is then a boundary tree, co-owned by both neighbors. In fact, neighbors often choose a tree or other landmark to mark a boundary line. Even the mowing of grass on each side of a tree can reflect a neighbor agreement about the location of a boundary line. It's best to get any agreements like this in writing. If the tree demands attention of both owners, for instance, if it grows higher than the legal limit or becomes diseased or poses a problem to a passerby's, the co-owners both need to cooperate. Both owners are legally responsible for the cost or of the necessary maintenance. But for one owner to demand contribution, The tree as a whole must need work. A co-owner that can solve the problem without help on his own property shouldn't expect the other neighbor to share the cost. 
An example of this is that when a tree is dripping sap on your car and you can easily lop off that branch, don't ask the neighbor to help pay for the trimming of the whole tree. If the tree is not a boundary tree, it is the responsibility of, of whose property the tree is on. Keep in mind, you cannot harm or remove a healthy boundary tree without the co-owner's permission. It is protected under state law. Let me repeat that. It is protected under state law. You could get a hefty fine or jail time for removing the tree. Do you have the right to the neighbor's fruit from the branch that overhangs your yard? No. The safest rule to follow is simple. Anything growing from a tree or bush, whether it's fruit or nuts or vegetables or flowers, even if it extends into your yard, belongs to owner of the tree's trunk. Bottom line, if you cut branches that the neighbor may want, ask the neighbor. If you suspect a misunderstanding may rise, put it all in writing. And of course, it is always a wise idea to notify the owner any time you are planning to prune a tree that does not belong to you. What can you do if you have a problem? First, document the problem and obtain cost estimates. Talk to your neighbor. If a friendly talk with the co-owner doesn't solve the problem, follow up with a letter stating your reasons for the problem with the tree. Some people take our written document more seriously. Write another polite, business-like letter about this being a shared legal responsibility. If you still receive no response, try contacting a mediator. This involves meeting with a neutral third party whose job it is to help ones come up with their own solutions. If that doesn't work, you can file a suit in small claims court. Fences make good neighbors. What does this mean? It means it's better for people to mind their own business and to respect the privacy of others. a poem by Robert Frost called Mending Wall. And to summarize it, it talks about a stone wall separates the speaker's property from his neighbors. In the spring, the two men meet to walk the wall and jointly make repairs. The speaker sees no reason for the wall to be kept. There are no cows to be contained, just apple and pine trees. He does not believe in walls for the sake of walls. The neighbor resorts to the old adage, good fences make good neighbors. The speaker remains unconvinced and mischievously presses the neighbor to look beyond the old-fashioned folly of such reasoning. His neighbor will not be swayed. The speaker envisions his neighbor as a holdover from a justifiably outmoded era of living example of dark age mentality. But the neighbor just simply repeats the adage. Good fences make good neighbors. That's all in this episode about fences and trees. Listen next time. Thanks. Bye.